Growth Pod is brought to you by Genero, a leading growth agency in the Nordics. We interview marketing experts, business leaders, and entrepreneurs to uncover the stories and strategies behind profitable growth. Today's guest is none other than Swedish serial entrepreneur Konrad Bergström. Konrad was the co-founder and president of Sound Industries, which became Sweden's fastest-growing company of all time, selling hundreds of millions of dollars worth of headphone speakers and other consumer electronics. Konrad is also the founder of Exure, a company that designs and manufactures fully electric boats. Uh, Exure has raised over $100 million to transform the boating industry and make it more sustainable. Uh, welcome so much uh, to the show, Konrad. Thank you. Thank you. So you have a really, really interesting background. And I read that in your mid-teens, for a brief period, you were actually a professional windsurfer. Well, I got paid, um, uh, but I didn't become the world champion. So, um, But I became better at selling stuff. So, so it was a good trip to go to New Zealand and become a professional windsurfer, but it, even if it was quite short. So how did you transition from that into your entrepreneurial um, kind of journey? Well, when I was there, I saw that uh, roof racks was really expensive and uh, they didn't have as good boards and, and sales that we had here in Europe. So I started to import that to New Zealand and then became the, the Australian uh, distributor for Thule roof racks as well. Um, yeah, and the rest is history, I guess. You set up your own company to start bringing in like the Quicksilver and Burton and all these like activewear brands into into Sweden. That was really, really successful, I guess. <clears throat> yeah. So when I came back, when I was 18, I, I, I started to import um, uh, a lot of uh, like uh, lifestyle fashion, I would say. So it was everything from like Airwalk to Quicksilver to, to uh, uh, also hardware like uh, Burton, uh, Sector 9, Liquid Force. Yeah, it was like 30 different brands that I was um, given to make su a success in the in in many times in the Nordics, but especially Sweden. How were you able to like, because you were like 18, 19, something like that. How were you able to convince all these brands to give you to to represent them in, in, in the Nordics in Sweden? Well, I started with Quicksilver and that was quite a big brand. And then you went to all these um, yearly meetings and you met other distributors and they might have uh, another brand and you started to see, you know, it's all about network and, and, and um, uh, being able to do a good job. And uh, so the, the rumors spread and, and, you know, brands are always looking for their best distributors in, in every country. And I, I, I guess I had very big success and, and a good reputation and they, they uh, wanted to work with me. Was there anything, cause you were working with, like you said, 30 different brands and all these really strong, innovative brands from the U S among other things, was there anything that you learned then very early about branding that you kind of took with you? I, I mean, that was the best school because, uh, uh, being with 30 different uh, plus brands, gave me the opportunity to see what really worked and what this didn't work. You know, some, some brands were really good at hyping and, and getting the demand, but then they didn't have the supply chain. So it didn't matter how much I sold and how successful I was on the Excel sheet because I didn't get any products and that didn't, 
do the uh, you know cash in the till uh, and then other brands were maybe not so good in marketing but they were really good at logistics and and that's where i made money so i i uh, could early adapt into how to create brands and and build demand uh, but of course also looking after the, the the supply chain when i started my own businesses See, yes, I, I'm guessing you kind of learned that you were really ahead of the curve compared to many Swedes and, and Nordic people because you got that exposure so early before like the internet even existed. Yeah, and and you know, and then I had my downs. I, I went bankrupt when I was like uh, 28. Uh, I had to sleep in my car, and uh, it was uh, uh, tough times, but it was also a learning curve. And then I came out on the other side and started. The company to supply uh, the rest of the world because Sweden was very small and and uh, quite um, uh, quite what do you call it like uh, it, it was two two little people but a very big country so it was high expense to go around and sell things as well as our currency was sometimes very weak so so it could differ 20 30 percent so it was really hard to 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 take that risk mm. you mentioned the the bankruptcy um i remember reading in an article that you said at the time you felt like the worst human being on earth it was kind of people were um in a time when you needed kind of support the most people were kind of pulling away how how were you able to find that kind of like confidence in yourself to, to try again after something like so traumatic as, as going bankrupt at an early age. You know, this talking about it, you see, I get goosebumps now, but it's still a lot of feelings in that. But basically, you know, everything you do will not be a success. But if you keep on fighting, I, I, I usually tell my team that, you know, if, if we're playing soccer and uh, we have a, um, a a goal and the goalkeeper it doesn't matter who is in the goal if you get many chances so it's all about like keep on kicking the ball against goal and you will score um, and I, I, that is a very very strong philosophy of mine that you will not have success easily it's all about uh, <laughs> your forehead bone how much uh, how how much beat up it it can take before you get through do you think there is something in your upbringing or just in like your personality that allowed you to be so resilient and get up time and time again for sure you know i i, I guess i'm a little stupid and and uh, uh, always wakes up like a dog in the morning that very positive um and then i had the mom and dad that always always trusted me that i was going to be successful you know they 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 always said like get up do it again you know it didn't it, 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 i've seen some friends that have parents that uh, tell you know scream at them how could you be so stupid and do this and that and what is it that you didn't understand well sometimes you, you know it's the mistakes that builds the success and um you know i i say like Ingmar Stenmark, the, the, the more I train, the more luck I have. Uh, it, it's all about keep pushing and, and, and taking risks and, uh, uh, you know, uh, quickly, quickly adapt to what's working. 
Uh, speaking of quick, I remember I read read that um, after that you you your friend gave you gave some really good advice that you have your knowledge still, and that's something that no one can take away from you. Yeah. And so you went home and you created the business plan for what would become Sound in seventy two hours. Um, yeah. What what was in that business plan? Uh, it was a basically electronic fashion house. So, you know, um, uh, I, uh, I helped Nokia build a trend in reaching youth uh, with the snowboard and wakeboard and, and, and uh, skateboard events. Um, uh, uh, and <laughs> they, um, they told me that the phone was going to go from quite dumb, you know, where you could send SMS and, and so on to very smart that you were going to be connected and have everything in your phone. You were going to consume media and, and uh, music and, and stuff like that. In, in, like never before you had everything in your pocket. And with my experience of building like everything from clothes, you know, the boards and then the shoes and then the uh, sunglasses and then the clothing and different backpacks directly to that consumer. Uh, I quickly understood that headphones was going to be the next big thing. And uh, if you're going to sell underwear, you need to put a lot of money into marketing. But headphones, if I could design them so they look really good and make it functional, people would buy them and it would be like a snowball uh, effect. And um, it worked. You know, we, 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 um, we uh, did our best on sound. But in the beginning, you know, you can't compete with companies that is 50, 100 years old. So we, we took another um, uh, strategy that we were selling to the people that listened with their eyes. And I remember when I was at this uh, uh, Orleans, which is, is uh, like a big department store, and we had built POS with mirrors, you know, no electronic company did that. And I'm walking past two guys and, and they're saying like, I think the red one sounds the best. And the headphones were not even plugged in. That's when I called the factory and like, okay, this is working. Just do as many as you can. Well, that was like the moment where you, you, you knew that you had something that was actually going to take off. We, I mean, you never know until you go to the market, right? You, you, you can have all these plans and, and so on. But at that moment was when I knew that this is working. This is going to be a global thing. So that was that uh, in the kind of business plan from the start, this idea of creating a global brand and really challenging these big companies? Or was it just like, let's yes. try this? Because I, I think, you know, there is something called the Internet and the in, Internet doesn't have borders uh it's 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 a global thing and and we travel today and we meet friends and everything so you can if, if you're building brands uh through um uh being like cool and 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 uh, uh, designed and and stuff that things that people want um it will go uh virtual and 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 be everywhere so I, I, I never I, I never believed in like, oh, in two years, we're going to do Germany. I always believed like, okay, plant the seed and, and, and be global directly because that is like a hedge fund that if it's bad times in Sweden, America is still 
maybe moving. So you, you, you should really be global because that's less risk. And some people say it's bigger risk, but not for me. Speaking of the, the bad times, you launched sound in, in 2008, just after or as the great financial crisis was happening. Um, can you talk about the timing and it didn't that scare you off from trying something, <laughs> something new? Well, this is, this is where I'm like very, very blind and, and looking just at my thing. We, I, I knew that we had something and I didn't look at the financial crisis, uh, at all. And it didn't, uh, you know, become me more than that the bank raised uh, my loans on my house, um, uh, which I didn't have at the time. Uh, but, um, I, 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 I didn't see that. I didn't react to that. For me, it was just an opportunity that the, the, the phone is coming, becoming smart. And also that we were so positive and had all that energy when we came into the meetings, all the others, uh, salespeople were kind of lame and, you know, crying and I didn't reach my budget and all that. We came in with the energy and we just sell the shit out of this stuff. Do you think that was was kind of the key in, in addition to the design and the product? Was it the energy and kind of optimism that you guys, the team brought? Was that key to success? Definitely, definitely, you know, um, and, and that is what I see now as well. You know, if you if you go into the meeting with a hanging head, how can you win? You need to get into the meeting with a with a smile and like, Fuck! I'm here to do business. Do you want to? Do you want to come on my ride, or you don't? It's it's that easy. I think it's a lot about the attitude in these days. And and the growth was was really phenomenal. Uh, I think 20 million products in 10 years, 130 countries all all over the world. Um, you, I also remember reading that you traveled something like 300 up to 300 days a year during those times. Yeah, I mean, it it was. That was probably one of the sad parts of, of the success that I, I, I started to live on a plane. Uh, in the beginning, I could go to a place and, and uh, that I had to travel so much. And it was not in a sustainable way because um, I could be uh, one day in Japan and then back to the US for a launch and then back to, to um, um, uh, Europe and then back to Asia again in one week. And I remember, you know, waking up that I, I didn't really know where I was. And um, it was not a fun, fun way because in the beginning, I could go to a city and be there for four or five days and, and, and really inhale the culture and get new ideas and, 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 uh, and get inspired to, to, uh, for our next steps. Uh, but uh, the, these years when we became very big, um, uh, it, it, it was not that fun, I must say. So do you, is that um, looking back now with the benefit of hindsight, is that something you would do differently? You would approach it differently if you were? I, I, I actually, I, I was almost uh, doing the same with Exure, uh, but then all of a sudden the pandemic came came and uh, that made me realize when I canceled like 34 trips, uh, I, I, I realized like, fuck, what am I doing? Like, you know, and then uh, this Zoom and, and 
all meetings over the internet uh, came and a lot of things can be done with that even if i'm a believer that you know it's much stronger if you meet in person um so um i i uh, uh, i'm i'm happy because i don't travel the same way even if my last three months has been quite hard uh because it it, it is you know you need to go and see people um but I'm, I'm i'm definitely working on it and and i changed a lot from from my past on on that side i just wanted to, to ask about that because it's an ongoing debate like in silicon valley and other places about work from home versus in person do you think especially for startups that are working on like a new product you know something like an Xshore where you have to develop completely new products, brands and technologies. Do you think it's crucial that they are actually in person <clears throat> or can it be done from? For, for sure. Um, I think, I mean, building a company is a lot of different uh, aspects and a lot of different departments. So some departments doesn't have to be uh, in the room. But if you want to make the world's best product, I believe that you need to be in the same room. Um, and, uh, you know, the construction engineer, the electric engineer, the, uh, the um, uh, designer, the, 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 some of the marketing team and so on to, to get the full understanding of the product. Not all the time, but it's crucial, you know, when you're doing that workshop and, and, and setting things and then everybody can go home to uh, make the work and, and, and nail it. Uh, and then you meet again and then you change and then you, you know, you have to do that. But uh, physical meetings uh, during these workshops is crucial, I would say. Got it. Uh, <clears throat> switching gears a bit to talk about the more recent project, Xshore. Um, yeah. I thought it was cool. I read that you registered the trademark back in 96. So yeah. what was the idea then? Did you already know that you were going to do something in, in boating? Yes. So, 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 um, uh, Exure has always been a boat brand. Uh, I, uh, I, I, uh, you know, I always been close to the sea with the, uh, not only my windsurfing, but my, my grandma is from a, a fishing family and my, my grandpa is from, from a seaman's family. So, um, I always had the, the water in my blood. So to say, and uh, uh, I love the oceans, and um, the boats that I did see were not that good engineered. Uh, they were very expensive. Uh, some of them were not very safe. Um, so it was quite a lot of things that I saw opportunity in. Um, so I registered extra ninety six to make a boat more like a car. So I looked at the car industry. So Xshore, the name is actually uh, taken from from Volvo X Country, that is now Cross Country. Um, so it, it um, but then you know I was so successful first with with uh, my lifestyle uh, company and then um, with the sounds. I didn't have time to really nail it down, and, and also the technology wasn't there. But in 2012, when Tesla S came, I saw that, wow, okay, now this great idea that I have in the box needs to get explored. So I started to, to uh, um, use my designers and draw some ideas. And um, in 2017, 
uh, we had our first prototype. And I can remember when I went out on the sea, like, wow, this is amazing. Like people standing on, on, on the dock and they're looking like they didn't hear anything. And we're like, this is like Tesla. It's, you know, all electric. And the, the feeling coming out on the ocean, which is one of the most beautiful places for me, without noise and fumes was just like, wow, we got to do this. This is going to be big. That must have been incredible. Like, I, I guess because you were you were also building this product for yourself as someone who loves to see. And yeah. you, you kind of knew then that, you know, if you can make this work at scale, there's going to be a huge demand for, for a product like that. Exactly. exactly. But before, when you were getting started, kind of, and I guess, raising funds and all that, it wasn't it was still very early in the industry. So didn't you face a lot of pushback from people saying like, this is crazy, this is never going to work? Um, or, or what was kind of the reception when you first started? Not very long ago, you know, we we, we uh, showed our first boat uh, at the, uh, at the uh, boat show in Stockholm in 2018. And I had um, like uh, 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 one lady slapping me for for making electric in water that I, you know what is it that you don't understand and at least five people yelling at me like how can you be so stupid that you're making electric boats um, and i just told them you know today there is uh, different uh, certifications called ip so you know there is ways how you can have electric in the water uh, safety um, uh, so uh, but it's the, the year after they started to, to come like, oh, we want to have a, a look at your electric boat. And the year after they came like, okay, we are going to buy an electric boat. Uh, what do you guys offer? So it, it was very quick uh, that we changed the market. And I think today, you know, there is very few who don't understand that electric boats are going to be the, the, the future uh, due to that the energy efficiency is so much higher, but then it's also the, the sustainability aspect that there is no oil and fumes and stuff coming out in the sea. When it comes to like essentially creating a new category or market, how do you think about just like building a really good product so that people can experience versus the communication, the branding, the design? Like, how do you think about investing in those different areas as you're kind of getting started? Yeah, when when I was uh, you know in 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 the beginning of my career, I think that you could be niche, maybe a really good marketer or or a, a really good design or something. Today, you just have to have all the different aspects. Like, and, and this is also due to internet. You know, to get educated 20, 20, 30 years ago, you had to go to the library or or read books. Today. You Google it. So everybody is getting more and more educated. So, you know, uh, my mom, um, when I was a kid, she, she couldn't change channel on, on the remote control. But, uh, you know, she's dead now. But in the end, she was writing emails on her phone. And my, my father, he, he's never been really good at fashion. Uh, but now he's, you know, he's dressing quite nice. So it's in all different aspects that you, 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 the learning curve has gone up. And this is why we also have so many more individuals uh, instead of just one big following group. And I, just uh, think about Xshore and, and all the products you work with, uh, design has been a really like key element. Um, are yeah, there I, I love design. 
How, how, where did that kind of come from? And do you have kind of, have you developed any kind of design principles that you apply to these different products? How do you, how do you approach it? Well, I don't know if it's a principle, but I always look at from three different aspects. You know, it's the aesthetics. How does it look? Uh, it's the functionality. And then what kind of uh, um, CMF, color material and finishes we use. So uh, if that's a principle, but that's how I think it should be a good design because it can't just look good. It also has to have the functionality and it also has to feel good and be the right colors. Um, and, you know, the materials has to the feel and so on. So, uh, yeah. And then, of course, it's uh, it, it, it's a it's very easy today to understand that sustainability has to be in there because no company that is not going sustainable is going to survive. Yeah, and when it comes to to design, do you kind of design for yourself, or do you be a lot in showing it and getting feedback from users, or it's like you're the artist, you know what you want? How do you approach it? I I have. You know, I, I, I'm really bad at sketching and so on, but I have the ideas I, I, I in my head. So I work with really good designers that I, I, I kind of do the eye and they do the dot over the eye. Uh, but I have some people that I, that I always work with uh, that, you know, during this uh, past uh, 15 years, they, they can understand me. And, and together we, we make some really amazing uh, uh, designs. So it's it's not me uh, who's sitting and, and and doing everything. It's definitely a, a team. But say that I'm uh, the creative uh, leader in in the team, and then of course they also come up with a, a lot of great ideas. But uh, totally, and I think the cool thing about Xshore, it's not only designed in Sweden; it's also made in Sweden, right? Yes. So, so was that a? a, a a conscious decision that you wanted it to be made in Sweden, or was it just a cause uh, economic decision? Do you think manufacturing could be with some of these new like EVs and stuff? Do you think manufacturing could be coming back to Europe, maybe even the Nordics? For sure, you know, with with um, first on the design on the air, on Xture, you know, I wanted to make that silhouette of a, of a iconic original boat, so you could see it from a kilometer that that's an Xture, and that's not easy when you're going into a segment that has been there for hundreds of years. Uh, but we managed to do that uh, in a really good way by putting like a fishing boat in the front and the modern sailing boat in the, in the back. Sounds easy now, but it took four years to to crack the nut. Um, on 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 the factory side of of uh, uh, Sweden, you know, with sound, we set up everything in China, and uh, you know, the whole production team were flying back and forward, and that is not so sustainable. So we wanted um, um, uh, to make the blueprint in Sweden. Uh, and we know that we're going to sell quite a lot of boats in Sweden in the beginning. Uh, and then when we have that, we can take that knowledge and implement it in the US uh, that is going very well now, or Asia or, or uh, uh, the Emirates or something where the demand is. So, so it's produced locally. Yeah, I think that's, that's really cool. Um, and I ho hope to see other startups and like companies bring back manufacturing of these these really innovative innovative new products and, and, and basically you know we we're making a product that is uh, very 
very uh, uh, new and high tech. So we need to be close to it uh, to, to uh, uh, yeah, to actually make it work. Let's talk about something that's difficult for a lot of people, which is delegation. Um, I think it was two years ago you you found a CEO for Exure, um, yeah. and a bit more recently you also found a, a chairperson for the board. Yeah, what was that kind of like? Because this was your baby. You registered trademark in '96. You've been working on this, yeah. putting a lot of effort into it. So how 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 were you kind of able to to find you, people to to hand it over to? I I, I think it's. It's all about everything has its time, and and um, I'm a quite quick mover. I'm really good at starting up and and, and taking things to a new level, um, and uh, then you can find better people than yourself at the next stage. Uh, so I'm still in, in the board uh, for uh, Exure, and um, uh, you know giving. Uh, a lot of uh, feedback and and helping out but i think that they are better at the stage you know i never built the boat factory before i i um, um haven't done boating all over the world so it's 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 better people out there that can do my job now and and the last year i mean really took a lot of effort to get this marshall and sound deal together uh, you know, I worked for the past year with that. Got it. How how are you able to first identify these people who are really great at at these things that uh, or better than you in these various things, and then convince them to come come work for you? Well, you know, the the extra is quite easy because uh, the the whole company is uh, built on a higher purpose. You know, to change the market to the better. <clears throat> and we also have uh, big ambitions, so we we could get people that were both skilled but wanted to work more with the passion thing. And boating is such thing, but maybe they were not attracted to any boat company because a lot of boat companies doesn't have that. You know, we're going to be global. We're going to change this and and uh, and that hallelujah around it. Um, the, the, the other part is, of course, you know, you need to sit down and, and, and discuss like wh wh what needs to be done and, and how, how could it be done and find solutions. Uh, but finding good people, I would say, is the, the hardest thing. Yeah, I think you said so, there's been someone else said that when it comes to startups, it actually might be easier to do hard things because smart, hardworking people want to work on hard things. Um, yeah. So having ambitious yeah, yeah. goals is probably attractive. I, 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 I think that sometimes it can be uh, uh, easier with, uh, um, with doing easier things as well, because uh, uh, with hard things, it's also, um, uh, it usually takes much longer time than, than uh, you're expecting. So. Uh, when you build something new, it's always hard to 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 uh, calculate how long time things will 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 take. How do you have that kind of patience? Because you seem like a person who loves to work, loves to start new things and and get things going. But like you said, with Xshore, it's it's a long, long project, and you have to go invest a lot of time. How do you kind of find that patience and and get your also team to be very patient while still working really hard every day? 
to push things forward. I, I think that was also a big part why I took Indian because I was really tired. You know, I worked with 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 the sound for like um, uh, ten years, and then I jumped on uh, extra directly. So after like four years running uh, uh, quick again, because starting a, a company is like a marathon. It is like so many different aspects, and and nothing, nothing basically works out the way you think you need to be agile and, and find new solutions every day and and uh, i think a lot of the the value of the company is how you can tackle this like how can we find quick solutions and that is also long term uh, for for building this uh, uh, global company um but for me uh yeah i i i love to work uh, I love to do new stuff, uh, and uh, you know I've been jumping from from speakers uh, or lifestyle products that was more fashion into speakers and headphones, and even uh, making a smartphone uh, into electric boats, and 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 now um, I'm actually uh, working a lot with the Natural Care, which is uh, Söder. Uh, it's a, a company in uh, Switzerland, uh, in Zurich where we make the world's best soap and face cream and, and all kinds of these um, uh, uh, products. How did, you, uh, how did you get involved with, uh, with that company? Well, like many times, you know, this guy, Johan, um, used to work for me packing snowboards when I was like 15, 16. And, um, we kept in contact and uh, one day he needed some cash because he made this amazing soap. Uh, that is, you know, it's uh, uh, well recognized uh, all over the world, like Bergdorf Goodman and, and uh, Swiss Air is having it uh, everywhere and, and other like five, six star uh, hotels are loving the product. So he's a, a really good chemical guy um, and made the mix uh, based on what he called or what we call true soap. Uh, that is how you made soap like 2000 years ago with uh, organic oils and, and uh, we have a wheat protein to, to not uh, um, to, to heal your fingers and not get dry and we have honey in it. So it's a very functional uh, organic uh, product. And, and from my side, um, another issue is all the different products out there that you put on your skin. This is your biggest organ. And they have like everything from microplastics to really bad cancer gene uh, 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 things in it. And uh, people haven't realized. And, and I saw a big opportunity that if we can make this good, it's another project that you can build a, a big business uh, and at the same time uh, change the world to the better. So you have a quite a lot of different i mean yeah there's there's uh, the common factors of like ambition changing the world for the better but in terms of products very different very different projects that you're working on at the same time which i guess keeps things uh, interesting to say the least absolutely and and i learned some stuff from that part and some other stuff from this and and you can cross shoot some stuff and uh, i i i i i mean before I was the front man and, and, and running um, a lot in the front. Today I'm more the coach. Uh, so, so, you know, I help 
these leaders that are, are, are running so quick to, to, to um, give them my best advice and from my experiences and, and uh, not all, always having the solutions, but sometimes, you know, they are like in war uh, and they need someone to lay back on sometimes and, and, and just talk, uh, I guess, to, to, to find solutions. What advice uh, would you give to, uh, let's say, a younger person, or maybe not even that young, but someone who who hears this and, and is really kind of excited about, you know, working with new technologies, building great brands, um, incorporating sustainability, or just business models that really may have a positive impact on the world? If you were kind of in 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 a more operational role, let's say, like in in a, uh, let's say in your twenties. What kind of, yeah. where would you be looking? Any specific technologies, areas, markets? Everybody's, you know, on, on, on the software route, but I do believe that the software doesn't get better than the hardware allows it to be. So, um, I, 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 I'm, I also like products that you can touch and feel, you know, uh, so. I'm a hardware guy, so I have to I have to say that, and I think uh, the hardware is going to be hot again. <laughs> let's uh, let's hope so, and let's hope uh, that we start making a lot of hardware here in in, in Sweden and in, in, in Finland as well. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much, Conrad, for for coming on the show. It was a real real pleasure. Uh, is there any place where people, you know, if they want to kind of keep up with what you're doing, is there any place online where people can follow you? Sure. Um, you know, I, I, I am usually really active at LinkedIn, but um, uh, I had a new baby and um, uh, family has uh, um, been getting a lot of my time because, uh, you know, they, they're going to grow up and then they um, might not want to see you. Uh, uh, but now he's mine. So um, I, I am on LinkedIn or, or Instagram. Um, so you can reach me there. Thank you so much. And, uh, congratulations on the new baby. Good luck with, good luck with that. And, uh, all the projects you're involved in, uh, it's, I, I really look forward to following you. I think it's, uh, you're great. It's just incredible what you've done. And, um, I think probably the best is, is yet to come. Absolutely. Thank Always. you. Thanks. Thank you for listening. You can find all episodes of The Growth Pod on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts.